0: want to be protected from opinions you don't like then you better go somewhere else because this is not a safe space this is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson
1: here we are less than two months away from the midterm elections what better time to talk about the question are your elections secure meaning is your vote being counted And no votes being counted that should not be counted because, frankly, if you think about it, that could negate your vote, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, or anything else. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. Let's hit some of those those big questions about elections and how we should reform them in order to make sure that we have the most honest representative elections that we possibly can. And I'm joined now by Jason Sneed, who's the executive director of the Honest Elections Project. And uh, Jason, first of all, welcome to the program. Thanks for being on the uh, show. And let's start with the bigger question is obviously elections are coming up. And I hear people say, these are the most important elections in my lifetime. I argue that every election is the most important because it's about the future. But we have a lot of questions over what is and is not fairness in elections and it seems pretty straightforward but that's not really a straightforward discussion or debate right now.
0: Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the program. It's uh, it's wonderful to be here. And, you know, you're absolutely right. This is this is one of those conversations which really shouldn't even be that much of a debate. It shouldn't be that contentious. Uh, Almost every American outside of the political bubble of Washington, D.C., just wants elections that are free and fair, where it's easy to vote and hard to cheat. So you've got access to the ballot. You've got rules that provide safeguards and protections against fraud and you're following those rules. the beginning of the process to the end of the process, but unfortunately we find ourselves in this really unique moment in American history where we've got two fundamentally different views of what constitutes a fair election, Um, particularly when you look at the way that a lot of folks on the left look at this issue where they perceive any rule that is designed to uh, improve the integrity of the process, bring regularity to the process, as a barrier to voting and go after those laws in court and uh, attack them in public. It's really unfortunate because as I said, you know, 90 plus percent of Americans just want it to be easy to vote and hard to cheat. This really shouldn't be that contentious, but like so much of, of politics these days, it unfortunately is.
1: I want to get into some of those uh, specific uh, controversies in just a couple of minutes, Jason, but let me, let me kind of divert for a moment. The state of Alaska, one of the most recent to institute what some people call instant runoff voting or rank choice voting, uh, where you say, this is my number one candidate, my number two candidate, my number three candidate, and then they have a process of if nobody gets 50 percent of number one votes, then whoever was number three or four, then their votes are dispersed and reorganized. And it's uh, it's kind of a new thing. Some cities are doing this as well. What's your take on ranked choice voting? Because it did result in a surprise in Alaska, but everybody was playing under the same rules.
0: Well, that's right. Uh, so, so, ranked choice voting is a new idea. Uh, I actually am not a fan of, of ranked choice voting. I think that it adds a great deal of complexity. Uh, and uncertainty to the voting process. And there are a lot of negatives that come along with ranked choice voting. Uh, So Alaska, you're right, just adopted this in in a referendum in 2020 and just held its first election, which was a a congressional special election. The results were unusual, right? The the seat that was being filled in Congress had been held by a Republican for a long time, several decades. And out of nowhere, a a Democratic candidate uh, came in and on the strength of second place voting, votes for the third place candidate uh, wound up actually prevailing in the election. And if that sentence doesn't make sense to to you or or to your listeners, you know, you're not alone because ranked choice voting, as I said, is really an unnecessarily complicated system. And I'm happy to get into some of the particulars about how it works, but suffice to say, uh, voters wind up having to vote for multiple people in the same election. There are a series of tabulations, and then you wind up with a result that doesn't necessarily reflect what the results would be in a traditional election.
1: We are visiting with Jason Sneed from the Honest Elections Project. Um, there was a bill in uh, Congress proposed many months ago that's kind of dropped off the news radar. Uh, it was uh, the basically the federal takeover of elections. I believe it was SB one uh, that was was it was listed. Uh, is there an update on that, uh, which would apply, you know, basically federal uh, under the guise of civil rights, federal rules for all states on elections?
0: Well, you're right. That bill, HR uh, one and S one, really was in a single piece of legislation a, a federal takeover of elections. This was a highly partisan bill, and even though it was sold to the American public as something to respond to the events of, of, of 2020 with questions about the legitimacy of the presidential election and so forth, it's important to note that these uh, these two bills had been introduced in previous Congresses, and the reason for them to exist has sort of changed as time goes on. So they were originally actually introduced about three years ago, uh, and then it was to prevent Russian collusion. Then in in 2020, it was introduced and it was supposed to uh, prevent uh, problems with voting during the COVID pandemic. And then after the 2020 elections, it was to make sure that we can you know, ensure that we don't have voter suppression laws sweeping the country as states started to step up and pass new election integrity laws to bring voter ID and process improvements and clean voter rolls and so forth to their states. So the reason for this uh, particular law has shifted with time as the political narrative has changed, and you've always got to wonder if the, the same answer is always being proposed no matter what the problem is, are you really trying to tackle the problem or are you trying to push an agenda? Now, fortunately, those two uh, bills currently are are, are dead in, in Congress. They actually tried to blow up in the Senate the filibuster in order to pass it, but that did not succeed. Now, there is one uh, more potential opportunity for them to try in Congress to push this takeover with the upcoming debate over the Electoral Count Act, which is a very narrow bill that just really deals with how Congress counts the electoral votes for the president, but we're watching very closely to see if uh, folks in Congress Also treat this as an opportunity to shoehorn some of these other measures in that would, for instance, restrict states from requiring photo ID to vote, something which over 80 percent of Americans support or push more people towards mail-in voting, which, again, a majority of Americans do not think is the right direction to go when we're talking about how to conduct elections. So fortunately, that effort so far has stalled, but it could rear its ugly head at any time.
1: Jason, we've got about two minutes left here in uh, this discussion. Uh, well, you mentioned the COVID, and, uh, the COVID era and a lot of things changed in some states, increased mail order uh, voting, allowance of drop boxes, things like that. Uh, now that uh, states are responding with more Uh, you know, voter requirements as far as photo ID, voting in person, things like that. Uh, What about the efforts to push back against, say, the elimination of drop boxes where somebody can just drop off a a ballot and and, uh, or they can collect ballots from some places and bring them in themselves? Because that's still actually used in some states, but a number of states are getting rid of that at this point.
0: Well that's right some states are moving away from drop boxes other states are just providing some very common sense and straightforward regulations for drop boxes uh, one of the things that we saw in 2020 was that states that had never used drop boxes for mail ballots suddenly started using them en mass and it was sort of the wild West this was the case in Georgia for instance and what the Georgia legislature did this year was say look if we're going to use drop boxes they're going to be monitored they're going to be secured properly they're going to be rolled out across the state evenly so you don't have, for instance, Atlanta with a drop box on every corner and then other uh, more rural counties with no drop boxes whatsoever. We're going to bring some evenness to the state and we're going to make sure that these boxes are available uh, during routine hours so you can't you know, use them at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, and that has been, uh, I think, attacked pretty, um, pretty much consistently on the left as a restriction on voting when really it's just another one of these common sense safeguards that Americans generally find to be very popular to make sure that you're bringing uh, transparency to the process and giving voters confidence that only lawful ballots are being cast.
1: Okay, there's a lot of positions that you've got on your website at the Honest Elections Project. Uh, So let us know where you are online and uh, do you have a social media presence? Where can people find you? Because people are going to have questions and people are going to agree. They're going to disagree. A lot of room for conversation here.
0: Well, I'm always open for that conversation. Uh, And so I do encourage folks to check us out at uh, HonestElections.org. That's our website. And we do have a presence on Twitter and Facebook at Honest Elections, where you can see all the latest stuff that we're working on and get our take on all the latest election news in America.
1: All right, uh, Jason, thanks for the time.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Just ahead here in a few minutes, uh, the new CPI inflation report came out this week. And man, those numbers are not pretty. What does it mean to you, especially as we get closer to the holiday season? Our friends at Bankrate.com have the advice just ahead on American Viewpoints.